Just so everybody knows, we, uh, we record the sermon, or I record it, I guess, and we post it and send it out uh, in the e-newsletter. So if you miss a Sunday or just want to listen to it again, um, you can go to our e-newsletter and you can listen to our sermon. And we also post the 9 o'clock service on Facebook where you can actually watch the service and, if you want, listen to the sermon. We're working on getting 11.15 up and running so everybody can enjoy our choir. Not quite there yet, but we're getting there. So this Sunday, this Sunday carries a heavy load. Uh, we have, let's see, three things going on. Uh, first off, it's Groundhog Day. Uh, then it's Super Bowl Sunday. And liturgically, it's the feast of the presentation of Jesus Christ in the temple. All of these things reveal something. Depending on whether a groundhog sees its shadow, uh, it will reveal to us whether we'll have six more weeks of winter or not. And I think it didn't see its shadow, so we don't have six more weeks of winter. That's, that's what I'm understanding, if, if, if you believe that kind of thing. Uh, the Super Bowl will reveal which team, which football team was the best team this year, or in the least, it will reveal to us which of the two teams playing today, the Chiefs and the 49ers, is the better one today. You know, any given Sunday, it could change. I'm rooting for the Chiefs. Uh, one, because uh, Mahomes, the quarterback, is from Texas Tech. That's right, she's getting her guns up, all right. That's, that's right, Texas Tech graduate. Uh, I'm also rooting for the Chiefs because I, I don't like the 49ers. I'm still bitter about the 1981 NFC Championship when, when Dwight Clark caught the football pass from Joe, Joe Montana to win the game against the Cowboys. That catch is called the catch. I was, I was 10 when that happened. It's been a while, so I'm still bitter. So I'll be rooting for the Chiefs. Uh, Jesus Christ's presentation in the temple reveals something far more important. It reveals that Jesus is the light of the world who enlightened the nations, who enlightened us. You know, the good news is that I have to share today is that Jesus is the light of the world, enlightening all the people of the world. Now, the festivities in Foxitani, Pennsylvania, and the Super Bowl in Miami all have their own peculiar liturgy to them. Uh, today we had a different liturgy by gathering outside with candles and processing in with them. Uh, it is, this day is known as Candlemas. You may have heard that term before, Candlemas. Uh, so we light candles. Uh, it's also a day to bless candles, that, uh, at least it used to be, to bless candles that would light the church or light uh, the home. Uh, some uh, semesters, depending on the kind of school you attend, call you know, the fall semester Michaelmas, named after the feast of St. Michael the Archangel, and the spring semester is called the Candlemas semester for this feast day today. And so what we have here in this, um, on this feast is that Mary and Joseph go and do what was required of them by the law. They go from the town of Nazareth down, or actually up, to Zion, or to the temple, to present Jesus to the Lord because they are doing uh, what was required of them, but doing also what devout Jewish parents would do to nurture their child in the ways of the Lord. In the Jewish law, as it said in the book of Exodus, the firstborn son had to be dedicated to God in memory of Israel's liberation from captivity in Egypt. Uh, you may recall that in Exodus, at the time of the Passover, the firstborn sons of the Egyptians, sadly, all died. But the sons of Israel were saved, so thereafter a firstborn male would be consecrated to God, be actually given to God, just like the prophet Samuel 
was. And they would go and live separated, as holy, consecrated. But the firstborn male could be bought back. They could be bought back with a few shekels of silver. They could be redeemed by offering a few silver shekels. Luke doesn't say that Mary and Joseph do this, but we might infer that this is what that visit to the temple is about. They went and fulfilled this obligation. And it's while they were there, they met two people. They met Simeon and Anna. Uh, both were well up in years, it says, and were looking for God to fulfill what God had promised that God would do for the people of Israel. Luke tells us that Simeon was righteous and devout, just like Jesus' parents were, and that Simeon was looking for the consolation of Israel. And he had been assured that he would not die until he had seen God's Messiah, the Lord's Messiah. And then Anna, who is described as a prophet, uh, there were male and female prophets. Uh, Anna, after the death of her husband, never left the temple, but worshipped there with fasting and prayer night and day. And on this day, guided by the Spirit, Simeon, the old man, came into the temple, and when the parents brought in Jesus to do for him what was customary under the law, Simeon, I mean, I guess this surprised Mary and Joseph, but Simeon took child Jesus in his arms and praised God, saying, Master, you are now dismissing me, your servant, in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all the world to see, a light to enlighten the nations and the glory to your people, Israel. So this event, this was the event Simeon had been waiting for. It's the event that he had been hoping for. Simeon could die in peace. In this case, meaning not the absence of conflict, but the, the more positive a piece of wholeness and completeness. He could die in wholeness and in completeness. He could die in peace because he was holding in his arms the fulfillment of God's promises to Israel. And not just that, he could look on and gaze upon the source of God's blessing upon not just him, not just his people, but all people, including us. Peace would not only be for one people, it would be for all people. And then at that moment, Luke tells us that Anna comes in and she began to praise God and to speak about the child to all who are looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. We don't know. She's not quoted what she said. We don't know exactly what she said. But like Simeon, Anna praises God and speaks of God's salvation. And notice here with both Simeon and Anna, throughout this whole reading from the gospel according to Luke, the presence of light and the acts of seeing, looking, recognizing, revealing. In one case, Simeon tell, in one moment, Simeon tells Mary that this child, Jesus, will reveal the thoughts of many, those who meet him. So the people will reveal who they are by how they respond to Jesus. And we know that some respond positively to Jesus, and we know that some respond negatively to Jesus. And so he will reveal what people are thinking and who they are. Now, the groundhog, back to the groundhog, uh, I had kind of a different sermon prepared, actually. I was going to talk about, I was going to talk about Groundhog Day, you know, the movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. But I didn't. <laughs> so we'll talk about that another day. Yeah, because the Groundhog Day only falls every few years on, on Sunday or in, in on the presentation, so we'll do it another time. Uh, but the groundhog revealed to us whether we'll have more days with the sun hidden behind gray clouds. And though this winter thus far has been pretty mild, uh, I still look forward to a sunny and seasonal spring, and I look forward to seeing at Easter all things bright 
and beautiful. And I've already had assurance of Linda that we can sing that, which is great. One of my favorite hymns. So there's these themes of light and seeing and looking and recognizing and revealing. Simon says, my eyes have seen the salvation. And it speaks about the child for all those who are looking for redemption. And so in speaking of revealing, looking, seeing, and showing, I want to share with you something I experienced yesterday. I went to the Bryan ISD showcase. I was at Rudder High School, and it was students, faculty, staff, other organizations uh, spread all throughout Rudder High School, showing all the good work that the students, faculty, staff, and that the school district is doing. Some of our own youth, my two, were there showing their work. Uh, one was showing a project from his geography class, another was showing his project uh, in his, uh, his film class. Uh, some other parishioners, the Crouch, uh, Ellie and Grace Crouch, they were there. One was doing gymnastics, uh, one was doing dancing, and there may have been a few others from, from St. Andrews who were there that I didn't see or am not aware of. Uh, but they're all showing all the good things that was going on uh, in their schools and with them. And I dropped by the Neal Elementary School display. Uh, many of you know that we have a special relationship with Neal Elementary, a longtime relationship with that school just a, a mile or so away. And those students from Neal Elementary were very excited to share with me and show me and tell me about their new extracurricular activities, which included a choir, you know that? Yeah, a choir, a basketball team, a dance group, a newspaper, and a safety patrol. So good things going on at Neal Elementary. And so this event, which was packed with people, reveals, shows all the great things going on in Bryan ISD. Now, as I said, in Jesus, God reveals his salvation. Anna and Simeon longed for the birth of the Messiah. They looked to the day when God would reveal his salvation to the world, enlightening the nations with his presence and peace. And by their lives, they were prepared to receive that salvation. Uh, Simeon, it says, was righteous and devout. Anna prayed and fasted day and night. And so we are given a picture of them as people like Mary and Joseph who, had, who were doing what was required of them, not just externally, but internally. They, 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 they just look forward to God keeping his promises. And as we prayed in our collect of the day, God requires us to present ourselves to him with pure and clean hearts. It's not all about what we do inwardly, but it is uh, it's the internal changes we make in ourselves. Uh, and more importantly, it's the internal changes that God makes within us through the power of the Holy Spirit. And then we hopefully can see the light that enlightens the nations is still indeed shining and that the glory of the Lord has been revealed to the nations through us and that we may not just rest in peace, but that we may live in peace, in fullness and in completeness now and forever. Amen.